Welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one contemplative page of Talmud every day. And today, we take a moment of silence to think, to stop, to reflect. Here's a beautiful passage off the page. As it was taught in a baraita, Shimon HaAmasoni, what a great name, and some say that it was Nehemia HaAmasoni, would interpret all occurrences of the word et in the Torah, deriving additional halachot with regard to the particular subject matter. Once he reached a verse, you shall be in awe of et, the Lord your God. You shall serve him, and to him you shall cleave, and by his name you shall swear. He withdrew from his method of exposition, as how could one add to God himself? His students said to him, Rabbi, what will be with all the etim that you interpreted until now? He said to them, Just as I received reward for the interpretation, so I shall receive reward for my withdrawal from using this method of exposition. The word et in this verse was not explained until Rabbi Akiva came and expounded, you shall be in awe of et, the Lord, your God. The word et comes to include Torah scholars, and one is commanded to fear them just as one fears God. In any case, Shimon HaAmasoni no longer derived additional halachot from the word et, a case of a scholar stopping, listening, and reflecting. And here to help us make sense of this beautiful passage is Yael Steiner, the Associate Director of Programming at Civic Spirit. Hello, Yael. Hi, thanks for having me. It is our pleasure. And tell us, what a beautiful moment we see here. We see a scholar contemplating a deep and profound uh, moment of wisdom and saying to himself, I'm going to stop. I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to listen, right? Yeah. So I think there are some really powerful lessons here for how we approach civil discourse, how we engage in conversation with the goal of enhancing our understanding. There are a few powerful things that this rabbi does that I think are lessons for all of us. One thing that he demonstrates is this power in silence and in restraint. In choosing to withdraw his method of interpretation, what he's really doing is listening to the text. And this actually reminded me of, um, there's an initiative called the Pedagogy of Partnership. It's the work of Orit Kent and Allison Cook. And they talk about that in the process of learning a text with a chavruta, with a study partner, it's actually a chavruta triangle. There are really three partners. There are the two people who are studying together, and there's the text itself. And in the process of studying in chavruta, you are listening to your chavruta partner, and you're also listening to the text. And I think that what Rav Hamsoni does here is instead of imposing his own will on the text, he's choosing in this moment to listen to what the text is saying. And that is leading him to make a decision about his method of interpretation. Which is kind of a radical moment, I think, for many of us who uh, were were raised in graduate schools and were taught that sort of the, the ultimate good is to try and sort of... Um, you know, fit the text into some preconceived notion you may or may not have, and, and your your kind of um, merit as a scholar dependent on your ability to present and find uh, new ways to look at the text. And, and here we're commanded to do the opposite, right? To sort of step back and listen. Yeah, it's really, it's withdrawing our own ego and really holding the text at the center and listening to the text. And that's, I think, the second and the most powerful aspect of this text is that 
he changes his mind when he encounters evidence that challenges his perspective. So this verse that he got to is all the way in Deuteronomy, which means that he's already interpreted, you know, it must be thousands of examples of the word et and coming up with halachic rulings based on all of these words. So then after doing all of that work, he gets to an et that negates his approach. He realizes I can't, there's nothing that you can add to God. There's nothing I could add here. Um, and instead of kind of winging it because he wants to stick with his approach and, and hold on to this body of work that he's done, he makes a really courageous decision to actually stop and reassess his approach. And then ultimately he decides to withdraw his entire method. So it takes real courage and it shows a real lack of ego on his part. You know, I think even the fact that we're not even sure exactly who this scholar is, we don't really know, is he Shimon, is he Nehemiah? I think the text is trying to show us here that there's there's a lack of ego. It's not about him. It's about the interpretation of the text, and it's about the text. So the fact that he was willing to forgo his work because he's being intellectually honest, he wants to, to stick to his core principles, stick to his belief in the unity of God, and that there's nothing that you can add to God, I think that shows real discipline and real courage. May we all be blessed with this discipline to put our own ego and preconceived notion and pride and dogma aside and, and simply stop and, and listen to the text and what it's telling us. Yael Steiner, thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you so much. This is really fun. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon.